Welcome to another episode of Not Your Average Feminist. We may not be your average feminist today, but tomorrow we will be. I'm Amanda. I'm Christina. And I'm Sarah. Well, welcome back to another episode of the Not Your Average Feminist podcast. Uh, this is Amanda. I'm here along with Sarah and Christina. Hello. And today we are recovering from last week's Game of Thrones episode, or at least I am, and we're diving into some uh, something a little bit more serious. Not that Game of Thrones is not serious, um, but you guys know what I mean. Um, so we're talking this week about a recent study that just came out um, a couple weeks ago at this point, actually, but it's from the Lean In organization, and everyone listening to this You may or may not have heard about it already, um, but um, USA Today reported a couple weeks ago, um, and this was actually like all over the place, but um, specifically, I'm looking for my source, it's actually not USA Today, it's CNBC reported on May 17th, so yeah, about two weeks ago, um, that a new study released by LeanIn.org and SurveyMonkey found that 60% of male managers say that they are uncomfortable mentoring, working one-on-one, or socializing with a woman. Quote, according to the survey released um, by LeanIn.org and SurveyMonkey, that's a 33% increase from last year. Senior-level men also say that they are 12 times more likely to be hesitant about a one-on-one meeting with a junior woman than they are with a junior man, nine times more likely to be hesitant to travel with a junior woman, for work than a junior man, and six times more likely to be hesitant to have a work dinner with a junior woman than a junior man. Um, And then this article just goes on to talk about Sheryl Sandberg's um, reaction to the study. And for those who don't know, Sheryl Sandberg founded LeanIn.org. It's an organization based around her book, Lean In. She's also, what is her title? She's like a CEO of... Facebook, I don't know her exact title. COO. She's a COO of Facebook. Um, And she did this whole interview with CNBC about it, which we will definitely put in the show notes. But she says um, that the problem with this dynamic is, or it's totally unacceptable. um, The problem with the dynamic is that, quote, women already aren't getting the same mentorship, mentorship that men were, particularly women of color. And in her experience, she says no one has ever gotten a promotion without getting a one on one meeting, Um, which, as far as I know, is true. So that's the study. The the broad takeaway um, is that 60 percent of male managers are uncomfortable mentoring or like meeting with or like managing women which is obviously an issue absolutely i've experienced that you have i have go on when i was early on in my career i might have mentioned this in a previous episode um but when i was working for an organization that will remain nameless i had a boss the president of the company who uh, would, he was obviously very uncomfortable around me. And he would, I, I managed a team of men and he would constantly come in and try to chat up with the boys and then try to talk with me and completely like fail miserably because he'd get so nervous that he would inevitably say something incredibly stupid. And I would just look at him like, oh my gosh, I can't believe you've done it again. Yeah. Uh, 
but uh, it kind of came from uh, he, this one particular time he came into our our bullpen area and he made a big to do about needing a fourth for his foursome that weekend at golf. And he proceeded to go one by one around the room, all the guys, will you do it? They kept saying, no, I can't, I got other plans. And then basically the whole room had denied him. And he looked at me and he's like, well, okay. <laughs> and just turns around. And Here's out. your boss. It was the president of the company. Oh my gosh, it's so was, appropriate. He was my boss's boss. It was so stupid. And I I didn't have a great relationship with him for a whole bunch of other reasons, but I, I actually reported it to HR because I was so mad. I was like, are you serious? Yeah, that's horrible. Uh, that's exactly that horrible. what Sheryl Sandberg talks about. Yeah, and you want to know what my HR person said? What? Well, Sarah, you're a woman and he's married, and so there's implications. That's what the HR person told me. So yeah, it it exists. For it's people out there. who can't see me, no one can see me right now. But like my mouth is just like open, <laughs> like this. So that's I'm insane. A really, that's a crazy story. I'm a good devil's advocate on this type of stuff because, especially earlier on in my career, I was like, hell yeah, lean in, rah rah rah. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I did you go, did you read the books? I don't. Uh, I did. I did. I, I might just, have like I might have audiobooked it or skimmed it. I, yeah, but yeah, okay. whatever. Yeah. Anyways, I what I've come to find out in the real world, you can't just keep complaining about this and actually what you need to do is be proactive and not work for people like that. Not try mm-hmm. to change those people. They're just don't work for them anymore. And I know that that's easier said than done in most lines of works or different industries, but I've just steered clear of bad eggs like that. It's like, how can you tell though? And I know this is like a kind of a tangent, but how can you tell like when you are interviewing at a new job that your boss is going to be like an insane, normal person that treats you? I don't think enough women treat interviews like a two way street. You're putting them on interviewing them. I mean, you're interviewing them as well. You need receipts. You want to talk to anybody you know who's worked there or has known someone who's worked there, who is mutual friends with them on Facebook or LinkedIn, Mm -hmm. do your homework. Um, You want references from them the same way they might ask. That's a really good point Mm -hmm. from you. And so I'll have the, I'll take people to coffee or lunch or we'll get drinks and I'll say, okay, candidly, this is off the record, but I'm interviewing at this job. Can you tell me about what it's like to work there? Mm-hmm. And at least I found with women, they are so great at just giving the dish. And there's this amazing underground network of just sharing mm-hmm. the real, the real like skinny on yeah. what's what's going on at different places. So it's yeah, true. Like most so, of the time, if you get women or anyone like kind of one on one, they'll they'll dish. That's a good point. Yeah, I don't know. I um, I that makes me sadder now too. Because yeah. I've I've done trial and I've been trial and error, and I've worked at a lot of places. And there there's nothing that makes me sadder when I see maybe not a friend, but like an acquaintance that accepts a new job at a place I know to be a hundred percent toxic. And I'm I'm just like I can't believe that person didn't reach out to me to ask if I had worked there or had talked to someone I might've known who had worked at this place. It's just like, Oh, great. Well, 
you thought this is a great new job, but you're going to want to be looking for new jobs in three to six months. And we'll see how long you can stay there. It doesn't help your career advance any farther if, if I know that you're in a dead end job, but you're all excited. Yeah. For whatever reason. It's a horrible situation to be in. Um, but so what do you guys think about this study? Like, so A, I guess first question, are, are you surprised by the 60% number? Um, it is a 30, according to leanin.org and SurveyMonkey, it's a 33% increase from last year, which does seem kind of insane that to does, me. That number does surprise me. The 33%? Yeah, 60% of male managers feel uncomfortable. I'm I'm trying to pull up the study now so I can dive into who was interviewed. Yeah. I don't know. I'm not surprised. Like if I I mean, obviously I'm not a dude, so I don't I don't know like whatever, but like if I were a male manager, I would be freaking like so on edge to hire a female and that's coming from well I don't know if it's just even the hiring aspect though like if I were a male manager and being put into a position with all the with the me too movement catching the way that it is especially when you see giants just being taken down like remember when like Charlie Rose was part like wrapped up in it and like yeah I mean if I were a male manager in a position that was higher profile Mm -hmm. and, and I don't know who they who they pulled for this I would be extremely cautious and uncomfortable and not necessarily want to do the one-on-one meetings unless I'm in like a public place. So one of the things in the article that, that Cheryl Sandberg brought up uh-huh. was doing these one-on-ones in a restaurant um, yeah. where you can do it in a public place where it's still a one-on-one meeting, but you have other people there to kind of verify what happened. I mean, mm-hmm. it's a shame that we have to think about that, but you have to think for like the men as well, they need to make sure that they're protecting themselves and with the media as crazy and rampant as it is today, you get one person that, like, say, gets hired at, like, a Fortune 500 company with stars in her eyes that you may not be able to pick up on an interview, and then all of a sudden you're getting sued for touching their shoulder. I mean, I don't like, know. Like, if they just treated women the same way they treated men, like, would this really be a problem? Like, do they go around, like, touching their male subordinates on the shoulders or, like, patting them on the back or, like, saying using the like weird nicknames like sweetheart do they do that with their not I mean, sweetheart but i i see guys i don't know if you just men all the time i i do i do notice that men are very good at not touching women mm-hmm. uh, more these days like i don't see that but i still but i, I do see guys touching each other like just like patting weird. Them, like on the back like maybe i'm totally oblivious yeah, but i you feel know like, like, i never see it you know like they'll just go up and they'll just be like Hey man, you know, like the bro hugs, like half shake, half hug. Uh, mm-hmm. And, you know, like just like, you know, pat him on the shoulder as like a, hey, what's going on? And just keep like and walk away kind of thing. Yeah, I see that a lot. Really? Actually. So, okay. So, like, yeah, then I would, it, it puts these dudes in a really weird position the more I think about it. So, like, if you are, dudes you, are free to be dudes. If you're used to like, patting your male like coworkers on the back or like doing the bro hugs or whatever but then you're super guarded around women like I would almost feel like as a woman that would make me feel almost more weird because I'd be like you're obviously making a conscious effort to treat me differently yes and it's so obvious like (laughs) but isn't that what they're 
all the women have been telling them that's what we want. Yeah, that's why. But yes, I know. But it's so weird. And I'm like, I don't even know where I come down on this because it's like, <laughs> I agree. I am 100%. Let's just treat everybody know. the same. Like, I, it would make then nobody will feel weird. It makes me weird knowing that my manager or my boss is consciously treating me different. That's what makes me weird. That's what makes it weird to me. And you've had bosses like that. Heck yeah, I've had bosses like that. I know, I've heard stories. <laughs> <laughs> I've had bosses that, um, you know, I've had a lot of amazing bosses. And I've also had bosses where I just, like, were you saying it in the beginning where you were just like, I cannot believe you just did that? Or like, I can't believe you just said that? Yeah. Like, yes, that has happened to me many times. And I don't necessarily think that it's always, I don't think it's always intentional. But I do think there's this weird phenomenon of men now trying to be so guarded that they just trip themselves up. And so it ends up just making the situation worse. Yeah. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? Like, I don't really know how to describe it. But I do think, like, you can imagine, like, if you're walking into a room and you're really guarded and you're trying to be, like, super careful about what you say or what you do or, like, where your eyes go. And then you just, like, are so focused on, like, not doing anything wrong that you end up just like making a fool out of yourself and making it a hundred times worse than it would have been if you had just like been normal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I wonder actually, I don't know, like this is a, this is a great segue. We, I wish we had a, a man to interview right now uh, because I wonder if they I feel know. more awkward. I wonder if managers feel more awkward. That's not a question they asked in this study. We like, should find a male manager and interview. So what's the question? Uncomfortable? Yeah. Yeah, I bet that has to do about awkwardness. I bet they feel awkward as fuck. Yeah, so I remember being in a situation once with a male boss figure, and it was exactly that. I think he was just, like, trying to be buddies without really being buddies, and, like, he was, like, trying so hard to like be a certain way in the meeting that he ended up just like putting his foot in his mouth and it was so bad. And I remember just sitting there for like five minutes being like, like thinking to myself, you have got to stop talking. Just stop talking. Just stop talking. You're making this a hundred times worse. And I don't think it was like an intentional, I think he just was like nervous. Like he was nervous to be in a meeting with me. Like that's what I think it was. And um, so I do think that's a real thing and it sucks and it, it really doesn't hurt anyone except women. Yeah. Oh, and, this yeah. Is, and we're the ones I... who are like this whole thing is supposed to protect is like we're supposed to be like the whole lean in and me too thing is all about like protecting women. And, and in a lot of ways, it's kind of back backfiring might be too strong of a word, but there are some unintended consequences. Yes, I think the office is the perfect example to point to the tv show i'm referring to yeah um because it's so awkward all the time and they just kind of like that's normal office interactions and Mm -hmm. on the flip side i really like veep because it shows a little bit more of like what would happen if people just call that out in real time (laughs) (laughs) no and those two are i like those shows so much because of the back and forth because i'm like this feels this feels like real life. I yeah. know it's satire and it's yeah. made, it's exaggerated for 
comedy, but sometimes it feels pretty dead on. You know what episode that made me think of the of The Office? Which one? I'm probably going to butcher this. I don't even remember what season it is, but there's one episode where Michael tries to do, like, a sensitivity training around, like, gay issues. It's when, like, Oscar first comes out as gay or whatever. Yes. His name is Oscar, right? Yes. You want to know something terrible? I think what? I've watched maybe three episodes of The Office in total. Are you serious? You don't I know just about can't get into gosh. it. I really tried, and you I keep, that? and I'm like, maybe I just don't like the first season. But I've seen, like, the airplane flying episode, like, the paper airplane. That one's pretty mm-hmm. funny. But, like, not something that I, like, regularly would put on Dude, and watch. this episode is hilarious. And it's, like, my, but you know Michael Scott. Yeah. Like, so Michael Scott, like, Oscar comes out as gay or comes out. I don't remember how it happened. I'm sure someone added him. But, like. Oh, was it, was it one about somebody, like, running for governor or something? Or somebody who's running for something? That was later. Like, That's later. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, he comes out. And Michael tries to do, like, sensitivity training or whatever. And. And him trying so hard to be, like, open with accepting Oscar being gay, he really ends up just, like, putting his foot in his mouth, to put it mildly. And, like, he go anyway, whatever. He basically, like, brings Oscar up there, and he's, like, here's how open I am to, like, gay people. And then he, like, kisses Oscar on the mouth. (laughs) So all he really does is just hurt Oscar in the process, like oh. violate him even more than he would have otherwise been. It kind of reminds me of that. It's like sometimes I think men try so hard that it just backfires. Yes. But I don't necessarily want to fault them for it because I understand that their heart's in the right place and they have good motives and like they're just trying to make us happy. Well, I mean, look at what was it last year when Mike Pence said that he wouldn't have dinner with other women besides yep. like his wife yep. and people made this like really big deal about it and this is before the me too thing was really what it has become yeah and then everyone's like oh see my my vice president pence is correct he's going about things the correct way and people you know there's no in between anymore i feel like it's either one extreme or the other yeah and there's no in between because people just can't trust anyone and maybe working in conservative politics is a little bit different because i've never had to deal with any of those weird uncomfortable situations um or if it is it's rare or few and far between Mm -hmm. but generally speaking i feel like i mean all of the work scenarios that i've had have been positive in regards to something like that yeah like i've never had like some super terrible like i thought that i was going to be like sexually harassed type of thing yeah same here i haven't either which i feel very lucky about yeah Mm. Oh, no. But that was the beginning of your career. What? Are you talking to me? She's talking to me. Yeah. I I definitely had that experience at the very beginning. And it was one of those things you were able to learn from it and, like, see the key factors, which is why you are so good at doing your research now. Oh, yeah. I quit, like, immediately. Yeah. Amanda, you know what I'm saying. We talked about this on an episode. Yes. (laughs) I'm totally blanking right now. Well, good thing we have it recorded. Yeah. <laughs> so this leads us into a different dynamic to to talk about. And it is that the language that Lean In is using and these women's groups are using in confronting men and male managers um, in the business world, it's just so cold. It's like, 
we're looking for 100% equality and there's a gender discrimination and they talk about norms and how for hundreds of years we've been oppressed and blah, blah, blah. And we need to change that. And then Me Too comes in and it's like, look at all these women that have just been burying stories about and they're not having justice. And they're using all of these very legal terms. So yeah. no wonder it freaks the guys out. And Amanda, you said this before we started recording. All we want is to be treated the same way the guys are. Yeah, that's literally it. Done. You know, it really, it doesn't really take an organization, like, lean in to get that message across, or at least it shouldn't. And it shouldn't take, like, so fucking long for guys who just get the the memo. Like, just treat us like you treat everyone else. And yeah. literally, there will be no problems. Like, you know what's a great... Don't be a jerk. Yeah. A great TV show example of it? Parks what? and Rec, Ron Swanson. It's like the perfect yeah. example of what a male boss should be. He, he treats everyone the same. Everyone the same, but he was really great with Leslie. I was like, he kind of gave her room to run. And April, yeah. Like, really promoted them. I mean, it was a... Just, yeah. And he treated everyone basically the same. Like, they were dead. <laughs> Yes, I, and I think it's the language that the women of these movements for, I don't know, gender equality or pay, uh, equal pay and, like, non-gender discrimination kind of stuff. They're just using language that is so not, like, it needs to be retrofitted for an actual male audience yeah. to be receptive and not feel um, like they are coming under attack. And I... I have, I don't want to be like, I'm not defending bad actors out there. I'm not saying that men can't take the information and, and use it in a different way, but we can just be passive, um, uh, passive audience as these yeah. dialogues go on. Cause we're like, okay, yeah, sure. I mean, maybe they need to tone it down a bit, but whatever. Do, 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 go on my way. They're just kind of like, hairs up on you know their back and their shoulders are all tight I, I, couldn't, I couldn't imagine if I was uh, a, a subset of the population that was being yelled at constantly to be better or to do yeah. better even though you haven't done anything wrong yet dude let's like stats, remember stats that say yeah. You're just like one bad comment away from being a stereotype. Well, it's like, remember when we did that episode on the Gillette commercial? And that was one of the issues that I had with that commercial was like, just it's another instance where men are being yelled at and told to do better. And it's like, we like they get that message all the freaking time. Mm -hmm. We really need corporate America to be trumpeting it too, like in a freaking Gillette razor ad. Well, you know, it's also interesting. They're starting it at, at a really young age. So like my stepson's in high school and they did some sort of like, I don't know, I'm not really sure, some equality circle. And it was like, if you were born, you know, white, take a step in. If you were born a male, take a step in. If you were born with, you know, a two family home, take a step in and like all these things. And it was basically like, see these they are? Yeah. That's and like, insane. yeah, and he came back and he's like, I'm, it turns out that I'm really privileged. And I was like, Colton, everyone that lives in this area is very privileged. And everyone <laughs> that goes to your high school is very privileged. Take out your gender and your race and everything like that. Like, I don't even want to hear it. Yeah. And he was like, yeah, well, they, they were like lecturing us on it. 
And I was like, yeah. So, I mean, he's a sophomore and he's getting it. I mean, he's been, they have the talks of like all that stuff with, with boys starting at a young age now. So he like was saying like one of the things that his high school has done as, as a rebellious thing, they have like juniors and seniors that are buying Chevy trucks and wearing cowboy boots and listening to country music. That's their rebellion for Bethesda, Maryland. I love that. Is yeah, because and it's like <laughs> they want to just be farmers because I feel like they in that in their mindset like they're destined to be lawyers, basically. I have no idea, but he's just like they're we're so tired of the PC culture, so everyone's trying to be more like country. Because I guess in the their mindset as a sixteen year old in this area and like the DC area is that it, the PC culture is so big here, but if you were to live in, you know, like an Arkansas or an Oklahoma or something like that, that it's not the same there. Yeah. So like they're just in their minds, they're thinking that this, it's just here. So they want to be like mentally somewhere else. Yeah. That's funny. Yeah. Um, well, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. It's just an interesting message to be sending guys that age and also mm-hmm. just sending to men that are our age like, you know, we've been in the workforce for a decade now. We're getting to the point where we are at the point in our careers where we are becoming managers and bosses, like, for real. And, um, you know, us and our male colleagues. And, like, I don't want my male coworkers that I kind of came up through their ranks with to feel weird working with me or working with any other female. Like, I just, I don't know. It's just, like, a weird new dynamic that I feel like, they're having to contend with that maybe like five years ago wasn't a thing. Yeah. But I also don't think like five years ago, you know, they were people that I know are running around like harassing women either. It's just, I don't know. I, I mean, know. I've worked we with a male dynamic. boss who, who had, didn't understand like if you were to go and file a complaint and if it were against another female coworker, for instance, he assumed it was girls being catty and would outwardly say, is it because you guys are being catty? And mm-hmm. I'm like, like, I'm not a catty person, and I yeah. never, I mean, I worked with certain people I've worked with in the past have been catty, but not, ever, like, oh, that's a very minimal amount. And I was offended by that, because I'm like, yeah. I have a valid complaint, and yet I'm being dismissed as it being a catty mm-hmm. aspect. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, me too. Yeah. And, like, that's another thing that some, like, at least some of the older guard guys, like, guys like 50s, 60s, mm-hmm. things like that, just assume women are naturally just they're and they're just fighting and they just work together yeah because they're girls and girls don't get along with each other yeah and i'm like i'm like the furthest thing from that i don't know anything is (laughs) yeah (sighs) it's just weird yeah because i've had that happen to me too before we're like things that happen at work with a female i felt like we're brushed aside because of like oh it's just two women fighting who like can't Mm -hmm. get along you know Mm-hmm. Um, but I've also, you know, know a lot of women who have, you know, like Sarah, like have gone to HR and to try to talk about a male and it's just like, doesn't go anywhere either. It's, so it's kind of like catch 22, like what are we supposed to do? Just shut up and take it. Like, that's not what this whole thing was about. And also I was, while I was listening to you, I was thinking, oh, like maybe we can talk about, um, what we can do to put our male managers at ease so they don't feel so weird around us. And then I was like, how is that? Why should that have to be my responsibility? That's such yeah. a, that's such a simple thing. But my me. mind was already going there as like the going to be like the next, like, like whatever place to take the conversation. And then, and 
it's like I, no I, it's not my responsibility to make you feel comfortable around me yeah I mean there's been certain situations that I'm like okay well I'm gonna like flex the things that I know about like guy stuff yeah just to like get some make sort of credibility better. yeah but to, like to also like I can I mean I could talk like circles around some of the guys that I know about football and like so I'm like I can go in and like I would sign up for fantasy football leagues and I'd be like the only female in a fantasy football league. And I don't care about that. What about for those of us who don't have anything like that? It's like, I, I'm not going to, you know, I mean, I'm not going to do fantasy football. I didn't even do a March madness bracket. Like I don't, I don't, don't necessarily know how I'm going to ingratiate myself with my male coworkers other than just like being myself. Yeah. And see, I grew up as like a tomboy. So I'm like, for me, I don't know. I, like, you could tell me about, like, girly things and, like, a lot, like, I really feminine so things. Cool. And I'm like, I have no idea what you're talking about. You are a rare breed. Well, it's very. Here's, here's what I would say. The, the only thing you need to do to ingratiate yourself with your colleagues is to just be good at your job. Yeah. And yeah. be a good coworker. That's usually what I default to. Like, be a good mm-hmm. coworker and be good at your job. And, like, ev- and after a certain point, they'll just relax. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it well, just takes time. It's just like any relationship. Yeah. Time. Hmm. Generally, I like to light fires on people's desks as well, just so they know that I mean business. I know. I've heard it. <laughs> In the form of candles. Yes. <laughs> That's either true or false. We will let you discuss later. Um, anyway, so Cheryl Sandberg was also interviewed about this on CNBC, which I will, of course, put in the show notes. And... You know, I think she's kind of caught between a rock and a hard place because a lot of people are blaming this as backlash or not backlash. Is that the right word? But like, yes, maybe backlash uh, of the lean in movement. And I know she's gotten quite a bit of criticism about the whole lean in stuff before about it potentially backfiring or it just making women look bad or like. Like, even some women coming out and being like, lean in doesn't work. Like, Michelle Obama, mm-hmm. what was it, a few months ago was at an event? And she literally said about lean in, that shit doesn't always work. Mm-hmm. So, I think Cheryl is kind of caught, not that I'm like the Cheryl defender or anything, but I think she's caught kind of between a rock and a hard place. Like, it's her organization. She kind of launched this movement of like women stepping up. And, like, leaning into their careers, mm-hmm. which kind of spawned the Me Too movement in a way. And now we're talking about how it's all, like, backfiring and hurting women. And I think that's really sad. Well, I've never connected the two. I see that there's overlap for okay. Me Too and Lean In, but I wouldn't. I don't see them as part of the same No, anything. neither do I. No, uh, Really? No, because Lean In's all about um, understanding your potential and figuring out what you want for your life in your career. I mean, obviously, it's catered for women that are already predisposed to want to work and work full time mm-hmm. and like continue to move up the ladder. So I don't, I'm not cool with like the critics that are like, oh, but what about people that just want to stay at home? That's fine. Yeah. <laughs> obviously, this isn't catered for stay at home moms. Uh, you're not going to lean into the dish work. You are the CEO you of your home. You are the CEO of your home. And that's great. Get another book. This book isn't about your journey. So don't get offended yeah. that it's not talking about you or praising your domestic, you know, yeah. contributions to your household. Um, so I just see it as completely separate things. And 
I don't like the war between like stay at home moms and then like corporate moms and people that don't want to have kids. And it's like, you know what? Can we just be chill and stop judging each other in our life decisions? Yeah. Like let us make our own choices. Yes. Yeah. So, Mm -hmm. um, but I, I, the me too thing can happen to anyone regardless if they're in a a job or not. Um, So I, I don't, me too has like made lots of uh, news because of the high profile men it mm-hmm. it takes down sometimes which is scandalous and worthy of um print space yeah newspapers so you know that's i see those two as completely different things i think well, lean in i don't think lean in has anything to do with men feeling less comfortable around women i think me too does though yeah well i always thought like the way i looked at it was it kind of started with the lean in stuff like taking control of your own work destiny like, take, like leaning into your career, understanding your potential. And part of that means also being like, wait, I'm not going to accept this freaking casual harassment anymore. So like leaning in kind of if you're leaning in and kind of embracing that whole mantra, then like it's going to necessarily lead to you being like, I'm not going to take this anymore. That's true, because lean in has a big thing about gender discrimination and not getting raises because they think because you're a mom, you should you couldn't handle it, so they don't even mm-hmm. consider you for the promotion. Yes, yeah. so I, like, I, I, see, remember, I see that to you. I remember the biggest, like, one of the biggest takeaways I had from the book when I read it um, a couple of years ago was that whole, um, and we've talked about this before on the podcast, but that whole, um, like, thing with the, if women are too nice or too kind they're seen as passive and not given responsibilities and not given promotions and not giving rate, not given raises. But if they're assertive and step up, they're seen as like being bitchy and they're not going to get the raises or the promotions. And so it's kind of like damned if you do damned, if you don't, no matter what you do, we're screwed. And that was one of like the biggest, I remember reading that chapter in Lena and being like, Oh my gosh, that totally does happen. And it like made your breakthrough. Um, it was like something that really pissed me off, but um, and I I think that that like leads a lot into the whole Me Too thing is like we can sit here and take the whole like casual harassment you're handing out and but we're still not getting the raises, we're still not getting the promotions because you just view us as like weak pieces of meat women. Like, so I'm gonna I mean I don't know that that's where I kind of draw the connection, but maybe it's getting a bad rap. Like, or like maybe like lean in isn't as connected as maybe I thought it was. And so it's getting a bad rap for no reason. But I don't know. I mean, th- and those are like the like 100% stereotypes, like one way or for the sure. other. For sure. And it just depends. It's, it's the dude that you're working under in a lot of cases. Or yeah. ha, sometimes we've talked about this before. Women bosses can be, can be the worst. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, here's the thing. I wish male managers would understand this. A lot of the, and this is like this maybe not so secret secret, but like a lot of the girls I know, women I know in the career world, workforce, would so much rather work for a dude than a lady. Am I allowed to say that? You're allowed to say it. Like, I, and I know that's like really counterintuitive, but dude, women bosses can be horrible. Or they could be the, like, I had one boss, the first boss that I had when I started working in comms. Yeah. Best boss I've ever had. Mm-hmm. And I was hired by a man 
who during my interview asked me if I was planning on having kids. Oh my gosh. Yes. He ended up getting fired like very quickly after I started um, for not anything even related to me. Like according to him, he didn't hire a person who was more qualified for the job than I was because she had a kid. He said that in my interview, the HR person was like, you're not supposed to say that. Like after the, and so he ended up getting fired a few months after that. I'm guessing just not really, but the boss that I had after he was let go who took over has been probably my biggest champion anytime I need anything. She's a lady. Yeah. I love, yeah. I'm the best boss Uh, I've ever had. I know. It's not fair. It's probably not say fair. I don't know. I've had terrible female bosses. So it's gone. It's gone both ways. Yeah. I mean, I've had amazing female bosses. I've had really bad ones and Mm -hmm. I've had like great and horrible male, I guess. So I don't know, whatever it's, I'm going to strike what I said from the record because I, I just do think it's very, like, situational, case-by-case basis. But yeah. I don't know. Yeah. But, like, the dudes just need to relax. Like, we want to work for you. We don't mind working for our guys. So just you just need to, like, relax. Yeah. You know? Well, um, I don't know, like, what else to say. No, I think you're right. Everyone just needs to take a chill pill and treat everybody <laughs> how they would like to be treated. The end. I just fixed it, guys. <laughs> <laughs> we solved the world's problems on this podcast. Yep. This is not the first time we've done that. Mm-mm. What did we solve last time? You fixed the Game of Thrones finale. <laughs> <laughs> what did we fix before that? Oh, we fixed the student loan crisis. We did. Like, a couple of weeks ago. We fixed that. <laughs> I, I'm still waiting for a call from, I don't know, the government <laughs> to offer me a contract to <laughs> help, you know, put this all in a, a bottle and cork it. Yeah. Put this into action. I'm with you. All right. Is there anything else you think um, we're missing or haven't talked about with this when it comes to men being nervous or uncomfortable? Well, I guess I, it's 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 easy for us to sit here and talk about it. I it's more. I'm curious to. I wish I could be a fly on the wall to men talking about this amongst oh. other men mm-hmm. in the privacy of a closed door situation. I'm sure they're just kind of like laughing it all off, like haha, not touching that <laughs> with a ten foot pole. <laughs> <Which>, Literally. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Uh, not safe for work. <laughs> Maybe we need to tr- we need to find ourselves a male manager who can come in and give us the skinny. That's well, I don't know. I mean like I just know just from all my male friends uh, they it's not that they think this is a joke, but it's the way that it's packaged up and shoved down their throats. They're just kind of like, "Okay, excuse you." Now I just talk to any women. <laughs> how rude um yeah i i don't blame them for having that reaction or to publicly like on a survey Mm -hmm. saying that they're uncomfortable around women but it it just sucks you know it's like what sandberg said it's like it's pretty basic to ask to not be harassed at work that's pretty basic and i think Mm -hmm. everyone agrees with that but i also i don't so i don't want to be like punished in my career because i'm getting harassed but i also don't want to be punished in my career because like you dudes are like so freaking nervous all the time because they're even just scared to just harass you yeah (laughs) (laughs) 
terrified them. <laughs> like, don't be, don't harass me. Don't be so nervous that you ignore me or like leave me out of things. And like, we're good. We'll be fine. I promise. But you know, like, honestly, I, I think the funniest thing is that the people that are more likely to be the abusers or the harassers, this doesn't phase them at all. They're going to go on doing the harassment yeah, things. Yeah. They'll, they'll be more tricky about it or whatever. And so all these normal guys that are like, oh, my gosh. It's, it's Yeah, I know. I think you're right. It's the guys that would never, like, have done any of this to begin with. Are now super scared to just even open their mouths. Yeah. yeah. I mean, look at all these. I mean, as for as many stories as there are about, like, legit harassment, I feel like there's been, like, all just as many on, like, false accusations. Cough, cough, Kavanaugh. Cough, cough. I mean, I don't know. Like, maybe that's having an effect on this. Yeah. Like, met dudes watching what he went through last fall and being like, I, not that I'm ever going to be nominated to the Supreme Court, but I do not want to ever have to go through that. Yeah. It makes you not want to go through basically anything. Yeah. After seeing what he went through. Yeah. You know, I mean, being in a being a high profile job is is you're not on your back. Not your grandfather's cabinet position or Supreme Court role. No. <laughs> no. It I would really think twice before taking a job like that ever. Mm-hmm. I like my obscurity on our podcast. <laughs> I know. Yeah. I don't know. I just think the whole thing is really sad. And hopefully, hopefully this is just like um, like a growing pains period of like, we'll all just kind of like even out very soon and just like go back to being normal. It'll be interesting to see what it's like in like five years. Yeah, that's what I mean. It's like maybe yeah. right now it's just also new and fresh that they're, that they're acting weird. But maybe like in the next couple of years, we can all just like go back to being normal and like being co-workers and like not freaking out yeah working with women anyway fingers crossed anything else you guys would like to add no man that's it nothing all right well another episode on the books for the not your average feminist podcast so yeah. all right well thanks again everyone for listening to this episode please subscribe and rate and review us and tell all your friends to subscribe as well oh yes and um you should follow us on twitter and you should message us because we're always you know on our little text chain trying to come up with fun new things to talk about each week but if you have anything you want us to investigate or dig a little deeper or just want our hot takes just for funds, just let us know. We should talk about Taylor Swift's new kitten, Benjamin. Um, hard pass, but I like where your head's at. <laughs> I'm kidding. We could totally do an episode on cats. Is Benjamin a feminist? Probably. Then I guess we could talk about him. Oh, speaking of Taylor Swift, though, did you see that she gave an interview like in the UK couple days ago and she was like yeah my new music is gonna have political undertones oh please no i i haven't really turned on the news at all this weekend so i have no idea what's going on and i didn't actually read it i just kind of skimmed it so maybe like they were just making a big thing out of nothing but i will send it to you okay 
R.I.P. Taylor. That's why I'm just fully on board with Miranda now. Forget it. Same here. She's got bad blood. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> and on that note, but okay. Anything else, guys? <laughs> no. <laughs> <gonna> go <laughs> All right, we are officially signing off. Bye, everybody. <laughs>